Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the Extreme Happiness Podcast. My name is Stephen Miles, and of course, I'm here with the most popular man in podcasting, Ryan Young. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. It is 7.32 in the morning, and this is a very special edition. It is the Friday the 13th Marathon. We're going to watch Friday the 13th through Jason X, then Freddy vs. Jason, and then the 2009 reboot. Ryan, are you ready for what the day brings? Not at all. Almost 24 hours of Friday the 13th. Uh, This is an interesting experiment. What are the odds of you staying awake for the entire experiment? That has been your biggest concern since we since this idea first came up yeah and uh the odds are not in your favor i feel like probably somewhere uh at some point you're gonna be watching jason x by yourself while i'm I'm asleep that's what i always figured but i'm gonna do my best okay sounds good now before we get started here uh say a little something about the friday the 13th series is there a movie that you have seen a lot is there one that you haven't seen very much where does it rank as far as your favorite horror movie franchises where are we sitting before we start the day my favorite one has always been uh jason takes manhattan mostly because i like it when jason uh boxes the guy on the roof and knocks his head off with one punch so i'm looking forward to a i'm not very familiar with the series i've seen them bits and pieces here and there over the years um never been one of my favorites but i'm hoping that maybe that'll change today how long has it been since you've seen jason takes manhattan it's been a, it's been years. It's been, it's been, it's been years. Yes. Okay. So your least favorite, is there one that kind of stands out as being your least favorite? Uh, probably, uh, Jason goes to hell. I remember that being a very convoluted, uh, storyline, but that's something that I've always had a problem with, with these movies is that I've always seen them in different orders and I've had trouble figuring out exactly what's going on. I'm looking forward to watching them all together and then maybe I can make some kind of sense out of the storyline. I would say right before we start, uh, the one that I have seen the least has got to be either Jason X or the 2009 reboot. Each of those I've seen once, and the ones that I've seen the most has has got to be Friday the 13th Part 3. I had that on VHS, and I saw that a lot. Yeah, I have, I have to say, now that you mentioned that reboot, I remember that I saw that once, and I saw it in the theater and thought it was really awful. Mm-hmm. So watching that, all these movies, and then that being the last one, it doesn't stand much of a chance to uh, become one of my favorites, I don't think. That's true. Well, it should be an interesting day. Uh, early in the morning, we're going to go ahead and start. I guess we should uh, press play here, right? Press play. Okay. You can do it. Friday the 13th from 1980. And Ryan and I will be checking in with you between each movie, let you know uh, our observations, and probably not too much of a plot synopsis, but just maybe our observations, how we're feeling, how the day's progressing. It should be a an interesting day. I We can only guess. This is more of an experiment about how we survive uh, <laughs> this, uh, this, uh, this marathon. Okay. So from 1980, the original Friday the 13th, we'll be right back. Okay, as the ending credits roll for the original Friday the 13th from 1980. Ryan, what do you think? Surprisingly, I'm still awake. I think this is the first Friday the 13th movie that I didn't fall asleep during. What did you think of the film itself? I really liked it. I hadn't seen that one, I don't think, since, I don't know, maybe 10 years or something. Yeah. And I I still got a jump scare at the the ending that I knew was going to happen when Jason jumped out of the water. You made a great observation of, uh, we didn't see Kevin Bacon do any... um, any construction work around the camp and that's really what they were supposed to be at the camp for right? that was what disturbed me the most about the movie yeah as being a workaholic i felt like that more work should have been being done yeah i feel like i would have been a good character maybe in the background doing some work just, while just, other people were heading to the woods to smoke pot and have sex <laughs> and and playing monopoly you would have been telling them to get back to strip work monopoly yeah out there while i'm in the in the rainstorm uh, trying to put the gutters on i think betsy palmer is uh, fantastic in this Really solid. The uh, the slow burn into madness, uh, whether it's Randy Savage in uh, against Hulk Hogan back in the late eighties, or Jack Nicholson in The Shining. I really like the slow. Or Robert De Niro in The Fan. Yeah, that's, that's one that's... of my favorite slow burns into madness. And and I think she's really really good in this, and, that w- that and really good. knocks it out of the park. I never really noticed it before until you brought it up. Yeah, that's true. At the ending, she says. 
uh, the boy that pull, pulled me in the water. The cop says, we didn't find any boy. Do you think that that was uh, uh, a dream? Or do you think that really happened and the cop didn't see it? What do you think? What's no, your interpretation th- of the end? I think he pulled her in the water. He said the cops pulled her out. Yeah. I think that he pulled her in the water. Now, the cops arrive while she's in the boat. Who do you think called the cops? That uh, that was a question that I posed. I have no idea. I'm, I'm maybe a no- Was there a nosy neighbor in the area? It could be. Maybe. maybe Crazy Ralph saw something. There's a lady sleeping the boat out here. Maybe that was Crazy Ralph. Maybe it was. Yeah. Now I'm excited to see if Crazy Ralph comes back because I don't remember. I don't remember these movies well. Okay. Well, next but up. I'm still awake. Next up, uh, Friday the 13th, part two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to play the credit music in the background of everything, of everything. Did you do it the first time? Okay, so uh, Friday the 13th, part two from 1981. Ryan, what are are your thoughts? That was a convoluted ending. Yeah, uh, just yelling out, where's Paul? I'm all for an ambiguous ending, but that's just too ambiguous. But Jason pulled her through the window. Then the next scene, she's on a stretcher asking where Paul is. Yeah. That makes no sense. Are they going to explain that in the next one? And Jason's hair when he jumps through the window. I mean, uh, what do you think of that? That was some wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, like we were talking about during the movie, uh, in, in the first one, Jason's a child, and he, and he supposedly pulls her off the boat, and now he's an adult. But this is fairly soon after that one, right? It appears to be like a year or two. Yeah. And he's now he's a grown man. So... What do you think? Was he living under the water? Was he living on the on the side of the grass? Where was he during that time? I think when they made movies in the 80s, they didn't put much uh, sense into the logic, I guess. Well, it does make you wonder how he got to her house in the very beginning. And yeah, it, did he ride a bus with the mom's head on his lap? It, it's a shame Alice in the first one was so resilient, and now she's just kind of done away with very quickly in this why do you suppose that they were trying to get rid of her character so fast in this movie uh, i've heard many different things about uh she wanted too much money or they just uh she didn't want to do it because she was having problems with a stalker and all kinds of different stuff but it, it, it is a, it is a shame that it had to play out that way so how do you think that he got to the house it, was the house that close to the lake that he just walked there i'm saying bus you're saying i'm bus. saying things happened in the early 80s that i don't understand what did you think of the movie itself? I think that this is uh, one of my favorites of the series. Fun. It, it is fun, but there's so many gaps of logic in this that it just it kind of, I think if you can get past just the, the glaring gaps of logic, it's a pretty entertaining film, but there's a lot of gaps of logic to overlook. Yeah. Like the jock in the wheelchair. Well, I took issue with the fact that you have a character that's in a wheelchair, but he's like the best athlete of all the people there. Well, I think that that's kind of the direction you had to go or else people would have uh, been a little too upset. But then why have a character in a wheelchair if you're just going to make him a jock? I don't, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm surprised that we've now got two movies in and you haven't had a cigarette yet. Oh, that's great. That's coming next. Okay. Uh, And speaking of next, uh, Friday the 13th, part three, 3D. Now, this is the movie that I've probably seen more than any other. I had three Friday the 13th on VHS as a teenager part three part five and part nine so i've seen this one a lot are you ready for this one since you mentioned the cigarette i can't concentrate so i'm gonna go have a cigarette and you fire up the flip well wait a second i've got the i've got those cardboard 3d glasses do you want to wear those for this yeah i think that's a good idea i think i need to experience this in 3d okay ryan and i are going to put on the cardboard 3d glasses and up next is uh friday the 13th part three 3d how are you feeling so far Feeling good. Still awake. How long is that going to last? Uh, only, only time will tell. All right. Part three is up next. Can I start this one? Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, we just finished up Friday the 13th, part three. And I'm starting to think I don't understand these movies in order any more than I did when I watched them uh, sporadically. Uh, I don't understand the end of that movie. 
Now there's a woman out of the, coming out of the lake. Okay, first things first. We got about 10, 15 minutes in, and Ryan asked for it to be changed to 2D out of 3D because he couldn't handle the paper glasses anymore. All it was is making the screen red. I didn't yeah. see anything in 3D. It was making my vision blurry. I was worried my eyes were going to get permanently damaged. Yeah. So uh, what do you think of the ending there? With uh, That must have been a dream, right? That that one had to be a dream. Yeah. Now I watched that was the Mrs. first two. Mrs. I Voorhees, it was real. Mrs. Voorhees coming out of the lake. That couldn't have been real. Exactly. Yeah. Per, was it Jason's dream? Was it perhaps Jason was dreaming this? Well, he was still out with the axe in his head. That's what I'm saying. So maybe he dreamt the whole thing about the girl in the boat and everything about him getting after her and then seeing his mother get her. Well, she was leaving in the police car at the end, so that must have been real. No, that part was real. But I'm yeah. saying maybe her in the boat never happened. Maybe these aren't her dreams. Maybe these are his dreams. Uh, August 13th, 1982 is when it was released. So, uh, yeah, they were churning these out. I was going to say, they put them three out <laughs> rapid fire one year after another. What do you think of Richard Brooker as Jason? I thought he was really good. Fast. Yeah. He's a fast Jason. I yeah. like that. I, th I thought some of those sprinting scenes through the woods was pretty frightening. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say definitely my uh, favorite lady of the series so far. Dana Kimmel is Chris Higgins. I think she's fantastic. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Yes, she was good. She wasn't even my favorite in the movie, though. Who was? What was the other one? What's her name? You're gonna have was to it Val? Was it? I don't have the notes. You have the notes here. The one that was supposed to be with Shelley, but she didn't want any part of Shelley. Oh, Vera. Vera, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, Vera. Yeah, Vera was my... See, she was my favorite in the movie. Now, you kept on uh, making the observations during the movie about how much I remind you of Shelley. Do you want to go into that a little bit more? Well, it was mostly, like, his style in comparison to your style with trying to meet a woman. Okay. Or to impress a woman. Very unsuccessful, you're saying. Also, your Yes, very... Yes, it was... It's ugly. Um, and the clothes, mm -hmm. also ugly. But, um... But <laughs> you ought to see what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that there are some noticeable comparisons that I think you, if you had to play that role, yeah. you could fill, you could fit right in. Just you could fill those shoes. Just doing strange things and claiming to be an actor. That was another big deal. Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah always saying that, that he's an actor. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to uh, say something about the awful weekend that Rick has. Uh, Rick played by Paul Kratka. I, th I think is fantastic. But what always struck me about this movie is uh, what a terrible weekend. And you said, first of all, that you thought he was wearing the same sweater as uh, Mrs. Voorhees from the first one. He was in the conversation that he was having with her in the woods. Yeah. Let's take a second and look at Rick's weekend. He surprises Chris Higgins in the cabin trying to do something nice. She's not into it at all. Uh, he... He then claims that he gave up a weekend with Mary Jo Conrad, which I've said to a girl before. You realize that I've given up an opportunity to be with Mary Jo Conrad to be here. That is a good line. It is. and uh, I mean, it's not going to get you no, anywhere, no one knows fun. No one knows what it means, but I have said it. It is fun. Uh, he lets uh, Shelley and Vera borrow his car, which gets destroyed. Yep. Uh, he goes into the woods to talk to, with Chris. The, his, the battery uh, goes out. He still tries to start the car anyway, but he hears this awful story about her being attacked by Jason. Then he gets back to the cabin and almost immediately gets his head squeezed until his eyeball pops out. And up until that point, he still seemed very confident that he was going to get laid. <laughs> and then shortly after that, he gets thrown through the window. His dead corpse was thrown through the window. So what an awful weekend of someone who really did not deserve it. And that's probably my favorite male character here so far. That's a lesson to us all. Just spend the easy weekend with Mary Jo Conrad. I do like the um, atmosphere of this movie with the wind and, and kind of being out in the woods. It's, it's very atmospheric. I thought the cabin was the best cabin was in this one. And that's I, a cabin I'd like to stay in. And I like the cast here, the cast of friends, the stoners and the... The, the kind of uh, dorky guy and the, the biker gang, the biker gang. It's it's I think this is a, a really fun movie. It's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So of the three so far, which one would you say is your favorite? The third one. Easy. Oh, OK. Yeah. Easily. All right. It's the one I've seen probably the most throughout my life, too. And now uh, coming up next uh, from from April 13th of 1984 is a Friday the 13th, the final chapter. I'm not a big horror movie fan, but there's something about the Friday the 13th series that I like, and I think one of the big pieces of the puzzle is it's it's a very messy series. From a logic standpoint, it's kind of all over the place, and, and here we are with the fourth movie, and it's basically saying it's the last one. 
And we all know that it's not the last one. And we're one. very early in our day. <laughs> so there's just, it, it's kind of all over the place. When you look at some of the other horror movie series that kind of have somewhat of a little clear of a line, this is just all over the place. It's funny you say that because I'm a big horror movie fan. And this is one of my least favorite series mm-hmm. of all the horror movie series. And, yeah. But you're not a big horror fan, but this is your favorite one. I think just kind of growing up in the woods, uh, it was something that I was could react to and something I, I that, that I related to. For you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That cabin from part two that they find that Jason, when he's the demented hillbilly version of Jason, I always thought when I was back in the woods that I would stumble across that someday. See, I was a town kid, so I, yeah. I didn't realize that you were actually living it. I never thought about that, that you were actually like living in a Camp Crystal Lake type area. You made an interesting point, too, uh, just going back to part three for a second. Uh, Jason, because part three and part two are supposed to take place very soon after each other. And yet in part three, all of his hair is gone. Yeah, I got thinking about because I know as a person that shaves their head, I mean, you have to either go that route or I guess you could pull it out. Or maybe there's just no explanation. But at the end of part two, he's got like he's bald on one side, but then his hair on the other. So, So he did something had to be done where he cut it, but they never really went into that. They did not. And I also posed the question, why wear a mask even if you're just a hillbilly in the woods? I think and maybe Jason's a little bashful. And in each of these last two movies, he's had something over his face. The hockey mask debuts in this one, of course, and the the potato sack in the second one. And in each one of them, he takes his mask off. So it's like, yeah, it's like he's very shallow. It's like he it's like he's very superficial. He doesn't want anyone to see how ugly he is. Jason is vain. You're saying Jason is vain. Okay. Well, up next, uh, part four, final chapter. How are you feeling so far as the day's progressing? Feel good. Well, we got three down, nine to go. (laughs) You're not going to be here very long, I have a feeling. But I'm here now, baby. Okay. Who knows what the future holds? How long has it been since you've seen part four of Final Chapter? All these movies are very convoluted to me. I don't know what movie this is until you play it. (laughs) And I don't even know if I've seen it before until you play it. Yeah. Part four is one that I have not seen very often. It's definitely on that list of one that I have not seen as much as some of the other ones. But, um... Yeah, part three is 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 one I've seen a lot, and it's and it's definitely one of my favorites. I like two also, but I, I think Richard Brooker is, is is very good as Jason. But I do know uh, the next Jason might be my favorite. Ted White plays Jason in part four, so um, just keep a lookout while we're watching part four about some of his movements and some of his mannerisms because I think he just knocks it right out of the park. I will keep my eyes open for that. Okay. Uh, Part four, final chapter, and we'll be right back. Ow! Well, just finished the final chapter, Friday 13th, part four. Uh, Right before we started recording, Ryan, you said that, what, this this is your least favorite of the day so far? Yes, that that was brutal. That That was a tough hour and a half, whatever it was, especially compared to part three, which I thought was my favorite of the day. I found that in those last 15 minutes, it's definitely a more plotting kind of slower paced movie than two or three. But I find that those last 15 minutes really kind of uh, saves it a little bit. Yeah, it's not bad. They build up to a good ending, but I mean, it's not even close to three. Yeah. And now I'm exhausted. Now I've got to I've got to refuel or something. What do you think of Ted White's portrayal of Jason? I really like it. I feel like he's a, a combination of Richard Brooker from Part 3. is kind of, you know, with the mind games and a little more sneaky. And then with the power of, like, of Kane Hodder that comes later on in this series. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was a good job. I especially was impressed with the power. I, I, I'm a big power guy. That yeah. was nice to say. I enjoyed that. And that was a good chance to to mention the music of Harry Manfredini. I, it's really noticeable in these last couple movies. Just what a big part the soundtrack plays in this. The the orchestration is is phenomenal. I like the music that the teens were dancing to. You like the Crispin Glover dance? I love the Crispin Glover dance. That yeah. was really neat. I'd never really seen anything like that. The listener is not going to be able to see this, but would you like to stand up and do your version of the Crispin Glover dance? Okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay, let's right. let's uh, see how this is going to go. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually pretty close. That's about the Christmas Glover dance, pretty, right? That's pretty close. I mean, it's not, a, it's not an attractive dance, I, but it's an original dance. I'll give him that. I was expecting a lot worse from that. So, uh, 
Nice. Yeah, congratulations. I feel good about it. Part two, three, and four, they're all supposed to take place. I think I broke my toe. They're all supposed to take place within a couple days of each other, and I've always seen them as a little bit of a trilogy. Uh, Out of the three, what would you say is your favorite and least favorite? Favorite three, uh, by far, that was my favorite of all four Mm -hmm. of them. And then the fourth one, that last one was brutal. I'm Mm -hmm. expecting more from the fifth one. Okay. Well, yes, less than a year later, even though this was called the final chapter, uh, we have Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning. I've always loved this movie, and a lot of people hate it, but it's always been one of my favorites. Four is the final chapter, but we still have eight movies to go. How is that possible? That's the messiness of the Friday the 13th franchise. That's got to have to do with some kind of money. Well, I know that uh, part four was uh, hugely successful. It had to have been. And these movies don't cost a lot to make. For them to flip-flop like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I feel like the cast of characters in part four, they made them a little more... I didn't like them as well as as three, but they put a little more effort into making them a little more three-dimensional. I like the obnoxious guy. That was that was that was you, uh, you identify with that. That was ribbing with yeah I do I, that was ribbing Chris, Crispin Glover the whole time, but then ended up being the only one without a girl by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And and the hot twins I agree with you were pretty uh pretty frumpy for being hot twins. Well yeah they're being cast as these kind of uh, bodacious babes and and how they're acting and how they're dressed and how their hair is it doesn't really fit. I feel like they really failed with the casting in part four compared to three. Although I do like Ted White as Jason. I go with you on that, but I'm not going to say that I liked it more than uh, who, who played in the third one. Who was the Jason in the third one? Richard Brooker. Richard Brooker. I'm not going to say he was any better because he, when he dove out of the way of that car, that was pretty impressive. In part three, I like that. Uh, how are you feeling so far? We're four movies in. I'm not as agile as Richard Brooker, but uh, I'm not doing too bad. I was. I got to fuel up. I got to go ahead and uh, make a coffee, have a cigarette, do something. How many cigarettes have you had today so far? Uh, I don't know, maybe four or five. But it's early. What time is it? Two? And how many coffees? Oh, I've had uh, two. Heading up on three. We'll keep track of the coffees and the cigarettes (laughs) as we go throughout the day. All right, well, up next, Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, a movie that a lot of people don't like. I think it's fantastic. Ryan, you haven't seen this in a long time, right? Absolutely, and it can't be worse than the fourth. It just cannot be. Okay, we'll be right back. We are finished with uh, Friday the 13th, Part 5 now, The New Beginning, and uh, getting ready to move on to Friday the 13th, Part 6. But before we do, is is Tommy the new Jason? Is that how that works? Are you asking me, or is that a rhetorical question? I'm asking you. You're the, you're, this is your deal. You, you love the Friday, Friday the 13th series. You've seen it more than me. Is Tommy the new Jason? Is that what I'm led to believe at the end of that flick? I think that when the movie was made, the idea was to, in the future, hence the new beginning, maybe have the Tommy Jarvis character be the Jason character from now on. But I think this movie was so uh, poorly received, as is, as you can tell with the title for the next one, Jason Lives, I think the producers and the, and the executives said, we need to uh, bring Jason Voorhees back. Okay. And hence the zombie jason that came after that. oh the but, zombie jason's next oh, yeah okay. all right so i i think that was the intention was to have something like this be a new beginning of of the uh, film series but it didn't happen that so way. nothing was ever done with that again that's the way that that ended well the way i remember it part six begins with the tommy jarvis character in a truck heading to the cemetery because he needs to make sure jason's really dead and i think part six just pretty much pretends that part five never happened Okay, fair enough. And it goes in with what I was saying about this story being convoluted. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. After after five straight Friday the 13th, uh-huh. how are you feeling? Uh, I'm a little movied out. I'm a little jasoned out. But uh, we're, we're going to keep pushing forward, onward and upward. How are you feeling? Let's keep rolling. I'm feeling good, surprisingly well. I yeah. thought that I was going to be very bored with these movies, but I've actually been pretty interested in it. How did you like part five? I know you hadn't seen it in a while. What did you think? My favorite so far. Really? Yeah, because I like because as much as I like the characters in three, mm-hmm. I like that even more in five. And it's not even at this point. It's not even about the horror stuff for me. It's just for me about the entertaining characters. 
this movie has such a gritty kind of sleazy feel to it that it just it, it's a it's a lot of fun i think i think this movie is a lot of fun i agree with you sleazy is fun I don't get enough of it in my everyday life, so I like to see a little bit of it every now and again. This movie is uh, very different, I feel, from a lot of the Friday the 13th. This has more of a psychological horror-type feel as opposed to a slasher-type feel. And a lot of people say, oh, Jason Voorhees isn't in this movie. Well, there's still a guy in a hockey mask running around. And and it's and it's still an entertaining film, I think. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites of the series, if not my favorite. I liked it because... I didn't know who the killer was again. Like in the first movie, you don't know who the killer is. And then the rest of them, you know, it's, you know, Jason. Mm -hmm. But in this one, Jason is gone. He's dead. And you don't know who the killer is. I like that. I like the mystery and the suspense of it. If I didn't tell you that the uh, guy at the end who was pretending to be Jason and his uh, mask comes off and, and all that, if I didn't tell you that that was Roy from earlier, would you have any idea who that was as they were there no. on the spikes? No, they showed like a two-second glimpse of it. I don't, how am I supposed to remember a character that like didn't even hardly have any lines or anything? Think back to 1985, uh, seeing this in the theater. Do you think there were a lot of people who left the theater thinking, I, I don't know who that was or what that was. I don't know what I just saw. I wish I knew what it was like to watch a movie in the theater in 1985. Mm -hmm. Seeing how I was two years old, I would imagine it was quite an experience to see that in the theater. Yeah. I think this movie's a lot of fun and very entertaining, very fast-paced. There's a lot going on. But you can also see how people maybe would uh, think it was kind of strange and, and uh, convoluted and, and like nothing really got resolved. You can kind of see that. I can see that. Agreed, but if you have, I, think, I feel like if you have a good sense of humor, mm -hmm. you would be entertained by that movie because I thought there was some really funny stuff in it. It has, a, it has a different feel from the four previous movies we saw before this, I think. It did, yeah. yeah. At least maybe my favorite, maybe second to the third. They're close. The third and the fifth one, they're real close for me right now. I think Melanie Kinnaman as Pam is fantastic, and maybe my favorite Survivor girl that we've seen so far. It's close between her and um, Dana Kimmel from Part Three. She was good. I liked her too. I like them all. I wish I had a belt for all of you. A lot of gore in this one. A road flare in the mouth uh, we saw in in the film. The, the the greaser characters who seem to be from the 1950s. Yeah. Uh, a road flare in the mouth, definitely painful. But we were saying during the movie, I don't know if you would die from that. No, but definitely not something I don't want to happen. But what I did think, uh, like about that is we were talking about if that was me and you in a car in the woods that's yeah. broken down, right. what would the scenario be? And I think the scenario would be you out there trying to fix it with me in the car yelling at you to fix it and blowing the horn. Yeah, and um, I, I agree with you. If I had any car knowledge, it would make even more sense. But I could definitely see uh, a car breaking down, you being obnoxious, and then going into the woods and uh, not helping. Oh, I didn't say you'd be able to fix it, but I feel like I feel like I would send you out there to try. All right. So uh, next up, uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Six, Jason lives. Now you can imagine uh, the conversations at at uh, Paramount. Back in the mid '80s, this movie um, it didn't make a lot of people happy. I know uh, uh, critics and fans were not too thrilled with it. I love it, but uh, in 1986, a little over a year after a new beginning, comes Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. You know, someone must have said, "We've got to get Jason back out here," and I don't care how it's done. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I guess if you're making money, you can throw Jason back into the mix yeah. at any point, apparently. Because yeah. what's that series? That series has been running for 30 plus years now. The the whole original concept of the guy, I, I know it's very flimsy and there's a lot of logic gaps there. But the, but the idea of the guy around the camp, around the lake, it, it, it's, it's some kind of a story. When it gets into zombie Jason territory and he comes out of the grave, and uh, we'll, we'll see that in just a, a, a bit here, then it kind of goes into a realm of something else. I feel like the first four, and, and even five, there's, there's kind of a common thread. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I feel like five, it starts coming off the rails a little bit, but I feel like the first four... The ones, first one's different, but two, three, and four were kind of like, yeah, I'd say about the same. But I feel like five even, it comes off the rail some. Well, should we go ahead and start up uh, part six, Jason Lives? Let's fire it up. Why not? 
And there is Friday the 13th, part six. Jason lives. Ryan, are you still with us? I'm right here, but I'm, I'm hurting for certain. Halfway through this thing right now at about the 10-hour mark. Where does this one rank uh, for the day? Was this uh, near the top, near the bottom? It, all the way at the bottom. Just really just an awful movie. This movie I know ranks high on a lot of people's lists of one of their favorite Friday the 13th movies. It's never been one of my favorite. Um, How? How? I can't understand it. I, I mean, I just... It was all I could do to stay awake through through that one. You got to tell me the next one's going to be better than that, right? Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Horseshack at the beginning uh, with the new Tommy Jarvis. Uh, we mentioned earlier the bad weekend that Rick had in Friday the 13th Part 3. A uh, bad night for Horseshack. He's uh, helping his friend out, and uh, you know he doesn't want to be there. He, he makes that very clear. Tommy Jarvis takes a piece of the cemetery gate and puts it into Jason's corpse. Uh, lightning strikes it and he comes back to Earth. I don't know how scientific that is. But um, then Horshack again tries to leave. And then he ch- hits him over the head with a shovel. And then he falls into the casket and gets buried. Well, that's a good example of doing nothing sometimes is better than doing something. I mean, if he leaves well enough alone, his whole goal was to destroy Jason, but he was already laying in the casket, uh, maggot food. He comes back, opens the casket, sticks the fence rod through his chest, lightning bolt hits it like a lightning rod, brings him back to life. So he did the exact opposite of what he was trying to do and got his friend murdered in the process. Is there something to be said for uh, being a good friend and trying to uh, support your friend who's trying to dig up the corpse of Jason Voorhees? I feel like we've been friends a long time, and I feel like that I... Some might say too long. I would say, but I would say that I would join you if you asked me to go dig up the corpse of Jason Voorhees. Would you join me in that endeavor? Something else I wanted to uh, mention. Yeah, I knew it. The Megan character, the lead female character... She uh, is very into uh, the Tommy Jarvis character and goes to great lengths to uh, help him and uh, to feel sorry for him. And uh, just, uh, does she have a crush on this guy? It's a big she... screw you to her father. You think her so? Her father arrests him. Yeah. And all, automatically when she sees him and her father, who is the sheriff, yeah. the prison cell, sees Tommy in the prison cell. Mm-hmm. She's automatically attracted to him because this is a great way for her to rebel against her father. During that ending scene where they're fighting in the water and the water's on fire and she's and she's so upset and and crying. And uh, just a couple minutes later, her father had his back broken and she didn't seem too upset about it. Didn't even shed a tear over that, did she? Yeah, that that just seemed to me maybe there could have been a little more uh, meat on that story about why she was so um into helping him out no i think that's pretty true to life you know your parents raise you and then you said hell with them well i guess we're at the halfway point now um we just finished part six and we're trying to do 12 movies it's it's 5 54 right now we started at what 7 30 this morning we sure did um the time has not really gone very well you've had to go outside between everyone and have a cigarette and that's really kind of throwing our time off oh that's what is that an extra 20 minutes we're going to be up another 10 hours at least finishing these movies don't sweat my cigarettes. You want me to have cigarettes. You might not make it out of this situation alive if I don't have cigarettes. At the halfway point, how are you feeling right now? I'm angry. And I'm tired already. And I got six more movies to watch. But I'm in. I'm game. We're still getting along fairly well. Yeah, we're not doing bad. Okay. But right, but right now I'm agitated because that movie was bad and I feel like you're somehow responsible. Why am I responsible? I have no idea because it was your idea to watch this series. Okay. Well, up next... I gotta get some food. Can we get some dinner? Up next is Friday the 13th, Part 7. I gotta get something. Maybe a low-carb burger. How many series have uh, Part 7? Uh, it's, it's called The New Blood, and how long has it been since you've seen that one? I don't even remember what that one is. Fair enough. My Let's... blood sugar's dropping. Okay, uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7, up next. And there we have Friday the 13th, Part 7. That is called The New Blood. Ryan, what did you think of that one? I don't know if it was the food in my stomach that made it better than Part 6, but I definitely like Part 7 a whole lot more. Wow. All the way through, I was pretty entertained in that one. Uh, Jason is uh, still under the water when the movie starts at the end of Part 6. He's tied to the boulder, and um, 
is brought back into existence by a, by a young lady with a telekinesis powers. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that... Um, the the makeup of of Jason Voorhees in this looks looks great. This is the first Friday the Thirteenth with Kane Hodder, and I'm a big fan of how he plays Jason. I think he does a a great job. The makeup with the ribs and everything coming through uh, really looks. I'm not a huge fan of when the mask comes off. He kind of looks a little bit like a snowman to me, but um, I, I felt like he looked really good. It felt it looked like a generic villain from Resident Evil. That's what I said. When the mask came off. When the mask came off. Yeah. One question I pose though at the end is is when she when the girl uses her tele- telepathy to bring her father back to help save her on the dock, and her father drags Jason down into the lake. Why does the father not have the skin damage that Jason has? when he comes up from the lake because he's been down there in the water for at least like 10 years probably and did no one think to maybe look under the dock for him when he fell in all those years before yeah just under the dock the whole time they probably searched that whole lake but just not under the dock i guess to find him yeah he didn't look uh broken down or anything he just looked kind of like uh he hadn't showered in a while He, he looked better than i do right now kane hodder's portrayal of jason what do you think it was good. He bring, he, he brings a lot of that uh, kind of brute force and, and, and uh, very, very good movements. And there's a lot of difficult stunts in this. A roof falls on him, set on fire, and and uh, getting getting thrown around. I mean, it's not easy. That's a good point. And I've been watching Kane Hunter forever and a bunch of stuff, and uh, he's solid. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But I, I like that movie. I mean, just as a movie goes, I thought that was a lot better than the sixth one. But again, it could be because I got a full belly now. Maybe I'm in a little bit better of mood. So you like the new blood better than Jason Lives? Yes, absolutely. There's no question. Least favorite movie of the day so far? I guess Jason Lives. Yeah, Jason Lives was rough for me. How about you? Jason Lives and the new blood are are, are about even for me. I kind of feel about those the same. So you thought new blood was just as bad as Jason Lives? It's not that either one of them is really bad. It's just th- there's there's not a whole lot to really kind of get excited well, you about. you know me. I'm good, bad, love, hate. I'm to the extreme one way or another. There's not much of a gray area with me. Yeah, that, that I know. But uh, six and seven, they're, they're just, there's not a whole lot for me, in my opinion, there's not a whole lot uh, to, to really get going, get invested in. Yeah, agreed. Are you looking forward to uh, part eight? On, on the boat? Yeah, we mentioned there's not many movies that have a, uh, a part seven. How many movies have a part eight? This is um, next up on the list. Jason Takes Manhattan. Are you looking forward to this? You said earlier, if I remember correctly, that this was Histor- one of your favorite ones. Historically, as a child, I always remember this being my go-to Friday the 13th. This is, to me, the most entertaining one. How long has it been since you've seen it? I'm going to say around five years, maybe. Holding up well, still feeling good. Not not sick of me. I feel great, but I feel like uh, after this next one, no, not sick of you. I love you. After this next one, I feel like uh, the sunlight's going to be gone. I think it's probably going to be uh, nighttime for us after the next one. I'm li- which means a long day. I'm a little sick of you. I, I know. I understand. Okay, so up next, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Ryan, you were saying that this is kind of the uh, the beginning of kind of the gimmicky ones. That's true. Yeah, you could say part se- you, could, you could say part seven's a little gimmicky too. Yeah, watching the new blood, uh, I-, I feel like um, we're a long ways away from the uh, hillbilly version of Jason with the bag on his head. We're seeing him kind of looking like a creature and and you're seeing his ribs and everything it it seems like um a long way away from the man that lived in the little shack in the woods well i don't think these movies were meant to watch back to back to back i think they were meant to see about one a year like they came out in the theater it's a good point okay up next jason takes manhattan part eight and we will be right back Another one done, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, or maybe uh, Jason Takes a Cruise. What do you think? I'm just so super chill right now. After a little dessert and uh, some of the house red, sitting back and watching uh, Jason Takes Manhattan or whatever, Friday the 13th, Part 8, 
it doesn't even really matter that only like 10 minutes took place in New York City, does it? You've had a lot of different beverages today. You've had uh, sodas and iced coffees, coffees. And, 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 and what else? Uh, bottled water, the Cokes, the iced coffees, uh, the Bohemians, yeah, the beers, and then uh, what? Uh, and a nice glass of the House Red yeah. to start. So Jason takes Manhattan. Um, what do you think? First of first off, it's about what I about what I remember. Solid. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid. It's still pretty good. I'd say I saw some different ones today that I liked more though. I, I don't think that anyone will ever really say that Jason takes Manhattan is a great movie. No. But I still find it very uh, entertaining. I had a good time watching it, you know, pretty well all the way through, especially seeing as how it's the eighth movie I've watched today. I have to say that I was pretty interested in it. So when the movie starts, he's still under the water, and then he uh, hops on the cruise ship. He's very Jason's very slimy in this movie. He's constantly covered in slime, it looks like. Yeah, he is very slimy. I got the hot chick on my mind that tried to uh, blackmail the, uh, the, what was he, the high school principal, I guess. And the main character's father, Peter Mark Richmond. He played uh, Charles McCullough. He's great. I remember him on three. He was on Three's Company. He was on the Naked Gun movies. You're uh, boy. You're quick with a name, aren't you? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I liked I liked it when she opened the robe and said, uh, I, I I haven't turned in my biology project yet. I thought that was pretty cool. I'll tell you who I think is really good in this is um uh the the lead female uh, her name Jensen Daggett. She plays Rennie. I think she's fantastic in this. And uh, I love her hair. Her hair looks great in this movie. She has a look about her. I'm not going to say she's like a sexy lady or nothing like that. But I mean, she has a look about her like she could be in maybe even a bigger budget film. She may be my favorite uh, survivor girl of the day. It's close between her, uh, Pam from part five and uh, Chris Higgins from part three. It's really close. Really? Her? I, I don't know. She'd be near the bottom for me. But I, yeah, I go. Uh, I like we talked about it before. Pam from part five. If so, I had a survivor, far as survivors go, but I like the ones that I like the ones that get topless and get killed. Those are my favorite girls from the series, anyway. It's very obvious. Uh, we were talking about it during the movie. Can you imagine people in 1989 sitting in the theater, and you know, you're an hour, hour ten, hour fifteen minutes in, and you're kind of thinking, you know, Jason takes Manhattan. Here we are on the boat, and you kind of wonder what's going on. Can you just imagine that people were a little upset by that? Do you, th- do you think even people in 1989 even cared? And we're all so up to date now with information and things like that. Probably 1989, they watched the movie, thought the whole damn thing was in Manhattan. They didn't know any better. That just about wraps things up as far as Paramount goes, because the next one is uh, the first one with uh, New Line. New and, Line, um, yeah, that, that's where it's at. What's up next? That's got my uh, that's that's my Nightmare on Elm Street crew. Now that's that's one of my favorite series right there. So which movie's next now? We're doing uh, Jason Goes to Hell, I believe, part nine. The only Friday the 13th from the 90s. And uh, the way I understand it is Paramount still owned the the Friday the 13th name, but I think the characters and everything were allowed to go to New Line. Uh, are, are you ready for one more? You're still feeling good? If I'm if I'm awake after this one, it's a miracle, folks. Oh, this sounds classically boring. Something else about... Um, Jason takes Manhattan. You, you really notice watching all of these in a row, like we have today. A lot of Friday the Thirteenth involves windows. People flying through windows, getting thrown through windows, fists through windows. You're seeing a lot of things thrown through windows in these movies. There was about three movies in a row. What was it? Three, four, five, something like that, where he would throw a already dead body through a window at somebody. And in the and in the one we just watched, Jason takes Manhattan. He's putting his fists through the uh, the window on the boat, right? And then a couple of the movies, he jumps through the window into the house. And then if you even want to go back to part three with the motorcycle gang, they're throwing chains through windows. And all these places have these like big windows that you can fit a human being through. My house doesn't have a window that I can fit through. Up next, the uh, the only Friday the Thirteenth from the nineties. And it doesn't even have Friday the 13th in the title. It's uh, And it's not even the final Friday. Jason goes to hell. You with me? Okay, the final Friday just ended. Ryan, your thoughts? Better than I remembered. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think I'm having a good time with this. Um, 
Now, I have mixed feelings about this movie. Um, I really understand and appreciate what the director, um, Adam Marcus, was trying to do. It's tough after you have kind of eight of those movies in a row like that. You kind of want to do something that's kind of different. But I feel like this kind of went uh, way too far in the other direction and was too different. You know what what I mean? Did you like the laser beam show to to show the transfer of the souls? From person you, to person. you said they were laser beams. I thought they were the bullets leaving his body after he was ambushed. Yeah, I still don't think that makes sense. I think no. you're, I think you're suffering from a bit of exhaustion. I'm, I feel very tired, but uh, I but think you're still in the mix. I think something we can both agree on: the uh, character of Creighton Duke in this movie is really awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool character. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Stephen Williams portrayed him, and then man, that's fantastic! What a great character that is, and there's some neat things in this movie, but I, I just feel like it, 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 those neat things don't take away from the fact that this r- really, when you get right down to it, it's not very good. And you don't actually have enough Jason. Right. Yeah. Not enough Jason. It's not a very good movie. Well, but they tried. They did do something different at least. Well, you mentioned it and it's true. Uh, first movie with new line. And the first thing they do is, is get him away from crystal Lake and get him out of the woods. They couldn't have got him out of the woods any faster. <laughs> and then in the movie after this, he's in space. Yeah. Then they put him with Jason, and then they just reboot the whole thing. Yeah. So you can with, tell they... With, with Freddy. <clears throat> they really had no interest in Crystal Lake or, you know, any of the, the Jasons that we've seen today. They really didn't have any interest in that, and you can tell. Agreed. I liked it. You know what I liked a lot? When he got all wound up and ate the heart. Yeah. The, mor- the, mor- the mortician... He was just doing his work, and then all of a sudden, well, he was hypnotized and just decided to to chow down on the heart. I, I don't know. You about didn't that. seem to understand it, but I like got it. It was like because I was sitting here and I was watching it, and I kind of wanted to eat the heart. I I understood it, but I felt like it could have been played up a little bit more because he was just doing his work, and then all of a sudden, he he felt the need to eat that heart. It just didn't seem didn't seem right. And then he died. Yeah. So it wasn't a great decision. All right. What do you think of the look of Jason in this? His head, the mask is going into his head. He my looks kind of... My favorite look. Really? I thought he looked like a true monster in this. He looked really kind of diseased looking. And didn't we figure out he's about 90 years old at this point? When you start kind of dissecting the story, he's... I think the case can be made for him being about 90 years old in this. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Prove us wrong. That's what I say. Prove us wrong. Uh, you, you still feeling good? You still uh, holding up? I feel great. We're nine movies in, right? Three to go? Yeah, and right now it is 11.22 p.m. Uh, we're a little off schedule here. We still have three movies to go. Um, I, it's not helping out that you're going outside between every movie and having a cigarette. And then you're sometimes you're having a cigarette and going down the street for iced coffees and turkey and Swiss sandwiches. It's really throwing the time off. Yeah, but I feel like it's keeping me alive in this endeavor. You know what I mean? Even though we're maybe losing a few minutes here and there, I feel like that I'm... My energy level is, like, way above yours right now. When all I've heard for weeks and weeks is, I'm not going to be able to stay awake. Mm -hmm. Now I'm questioning, are you going to be able to stay awake? We shall see, because up next is, is one that I remember being my least favorite. I've only seen it one time, Jason X. Three to go, big man. You ready? Into space. Jason X. Uh, let I've me, only seen it once. Let me. I've only seen it once. Oh, okay. Are, are you listening to anything I'm saying at this point? <laughs> it's all a blur. Have another turkey and Swiss sandwich. Oh right? man, it sounds so good. Um, but uh, yeah, Creighton Duke is really great in that movie. I I have to say, agreed. I've I, gained about ten pounds today. So Jason X up next. <laughs> <laughs> Jason X, uh, pretty brutal, huh? Yeah, I like the ending. I liked it when he became a shooting star and he ended up in the lake. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. I must have fell asleep on that on that movie. There's a lot of sex scenes in that. It's very much like a Skinamax film. Total budget, I'm guessing seven hundred fifty thousand. What do you think? What's your guess on it? I can say definitely my least favorite of the day that we've seen. Ready to move on? 
Where does it rank for you? Near the bottom? It's the least favorite. Okay. Um, we should try to say something about it. The year is 2455, and they've taken Jason onto a spaceship. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to talk about... Oh, we're going to say what it's about. <laughs> Folks, we've been awake for a very long time. We've watched a lot of really bad movies. And we're, and, having, and, a, and we're having a good time doing it. And some good ones. There's no there's no complaining. But I am... That's sh- subjective to the difference between me and Steve think. I am so movied out and, 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 and Jasoned out. I'm a big movie fan, but I don't think I've ever watched 10 movies in a day. Right. With two more to go. Yeah. Um, You're speechless. It took 10 movies to do it, ladies and gentlemen. There seemed to be a, a, a movement back in the kind of late 90s, early 2000s of these kind of sci-fi looking TV shows and movies where it was like kind of the future. The special effects were kind of cutting edge but they didn't look that great and, and I feel like Jason X kind of moved into that I, I continuing on with the final Friday it's like um, we're so far away from Crystal Lake and what the story started as yeah it was on a spaceship it was in space I hate spacey stuff it's not my thing I like horror not sci-fi and that was sci- very much sci-fi this seemed like a movie that you'd see on like the sci-fi network back in like 2005 or something. I felt like it had that Sharknado feel to it. But but not even as well done as that. Like that was like a lot that was much way more well done. Well, that movie was not very well received by critics or fans. Uh, but the one that came after it did very well in the box office, Freddy versus Jason. That was a a, a big hit. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully this one will bring us back. Now, Freddy vs. Jason, we actually saw in the theater, you and I, and it's the only Friday the 13th movie I've ever seen in the movie theater. I don't remember that. It was us together in the theater seeing Friday vs. Jason. Yes. How long ago was that? What year was that? Jason X uh, came out April 26, 2002. Freddy vs. Jason, August 15th, 2003. So it didn't take them too long to realize that they had to make up for that Jason X. Something had to be done. Well, I think what happened with Jason X is it was actually done like a couple years before 2002 and it kind of sat on the shelf for a while. I didn't really know what to do with it. I think actually it was done probably in maybe 99 and it kind of sat around for two or three years. Really? I think that's the story behind that. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason. Are you ready? Coming up next. Two two more movies. No, we got this. You're going to stay awake? I'm awake. You know, we could probably skip Freddy vs. Jason and the 2009 reboot, and we'd kind of be... And in the program right here? And we'd kind of be within the guidelines, right? But but we said 12 movies. I'm giving you a chance to get out of this, is what I'm saying. If you want to end this right now, I'm not going to be too upset. I, I, I understand, and I wouldn't be that upset either, either. but we said we were going to do this, and I think uh, we're men of our word, and I think we can get the job done here. Okay, friends, at uh, 12.57 a.m., after we started at, what, like 7.30? It's 7.30 on the dot. And, uh, all right, Freddy vs. Jason's up next. From 2003, Freddy vs. Jason. Like I said uh, uh, to Ryan during the movie, I think if someone hands you a notebook and says, write me Freddy versus Jason, you probably could do a lot better than than this because I mean, it, it kind of, I feel like they got what they needed to get and they did what they kind of needed to do. I mean, but you're kind of limited when you have a Freddy versus Jason, right? Yeah, I never really liked this movie very much, but I agree that it's probably as good as it well done as it could be but tonight i think i'm so tired that i kind of did like it some so i don't know what the hell's going on uh you like it better than jason x oh without question i like everything better than (laughs) jason x right now jason x was almost the end of me it it, it was almost the end of everything tonight Uh, i I think monica kina did a good job in this as the uh as the survivor girl i I, do you think that this movie would have been i know some people like this i know some people don't do you think the movie would have been more well liked if if Kane Hodder would have played Jason since he and 
Robert England had these kind of years built up as the Freddy Krueger and Jason Care. Do you think that would have made more of a difference to the fan base? Uh, probably the the smartened up fans probably would have liked that better. But but this movie did gangbusters at the box yeah, office. It made, mo- it made money. So who cares? Right? So it probably didn't affect things yeah. that much. But I, I know that Kane Hodder just was Jason for what like fifteen years before this, leading up to it. So. It just, it kind of would, and I didn't see anything from this Jason Ken Kersinger that that Kane Hodder couldn't have done. Well, I posed the question, what was Kane Hodder doing that he wasn't in that role? Do you, well, he wanted to do it. I know that. And, and someone and, didn't and want him to do someone it? Someone at New Line didn't, uh, I think, recast him. I guess they wanted someone a little, a little taller. I think that Ken Kersinger is, is a little taller. I can see that. I can see that Jason needing to be a little bit taller than Kane Hodder. That's the one thing about Kane Hodder. Remember, I said that earlier tonight that I didn't think he was that tall. But I think that just with those years, he did those four movies. I think I kind of would have liked to have rather seen him with those years as Jay, as Jason in this. I think I would have enjoyed I that a I understand what more. you're saying. I kind of agree, but I do like a taller Jason. How do you like a Jason in a ski jacket? Uh, it doesn't matter. I, as long as he doesn't have that tool belt on like he had. What, what that was, was in that? part six. He part had, six. He, yeah, he had, that was the worst one of the... That, no, Jason X was the worst of the he, day. He had the utility belt on. But as far as the Friday the 13th go, the Jason, that, that one, six. Part six was the worst with the tool belt. What do you think in this one of uh, of Jason being scared of, of the water when he's lived under the water, it seems like, many different times? Well, I wish you would have brought that up to me before you brought it up on here because I never really thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Really good point. Yeah. Uh, I always thought it made sense that he'd be scared of the water because he drowned it, but I didn't really think about that. Well, what we've seen here today, watching all of these in order like we have. You start putting um, things together. Yeah, and he's underwater a lot. He is. And, yeah. And, and, and depending on how you uh, interpret some of this stuff, he lived underwater for a long, really long time. Now... At the point of Freddy versus Jason, he's a he's well over a hundred years old, correct? <laughs> By one timeline we came up with, he could be over a hundred. But I could, but I guess it started over. And Jason goes to hell. He was reborn through. Uh, didn't he crawl up inside someone and crawl back out? And he was reborn. Didn't, isn't that how that happened? And then next thing you know, it was twenty four fifty five on a spaceship. True, but then again, in in, uh, in Jason takes Manhattan, he was hit with the toxic waste and uh, and turned into a child and turned back into a child. Right. So even though we've just watched all this, we're still not sure exactly what's going on. I'm I am not. I am sure of one thing. Uh, watching these in order, New Line really did a number on Jason Voorhees, and you could you made the uh, a lot of people might not get this reference, but you made the uh, analogy of a, of a wrestler, a professional wrestler. Since Ryan and I have both done time in the professional wrestling circuit of a professional wrestler that comes from a rival organization and you want to kind of get the crowd into them, but not too much. It's kind of like they, they didn't want him to overshadow the Freddy Krueger franchise. They, yeah. They, they buried Jason a little bit to build up their top guy, Freddy. Right. Yeah. Cause he was, cause the new line movies were a science fiction movie. Then he was in space and then he was against Freddy Krueger. No crystal Lake. And then they really got away from what it was about. Yeah, yeah, and that and that movie, Freddy vs. Jason, felt like a Nightmare on Elm Street. It was much more a Nightmare on Elm Street than a Jason movie. I think I think we can all say that. Okay, so I, I guess there's one left. Yeah, it's two thirty two thirty six in the morning. And, the reboot and the two thousand nine reboot. You ready for one more? Can you do one more? I got one more in me. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long day. And we have one more left, the 2009 reboot of uh, Friday the 13th. Here we go. We made it. We made it, we made it. It's a good feeling. As the clock strikes 4.07 a.m. What an accomplishment. We made it. The uh, 2009 reboot, Friday the 13th. 2009 the reboot has ended and uh first of all uh i just have to say i'm so surprised that you stayed awake i did it i knew i would surprise you i was not expecting to see you here bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as you are yeah but here you are congratulations thank you you deserve and a, you as well you deserve a kudos well we it's, it's been a long interesting we both day. had our down times today what a day this well, we has were been. Hurting, but we both we did it like champs what a day this has been this has been a happening can we say that yeah i feel like uh I feel like we deserve some kind of award or yeah. some kind of prize 
Okay, so the 2009 reboot. Um, what do you think of this movie? It's um, it's kind of pointless to me. Th- this to me is kind of um, what I like to call a boardroom movie. You can tell that this movie was put together by a bunch of executives. Um, you've kind of got every ethnicity kind of put together. You kind of got just everything about this. There's no reason for it to be made other than they knew it was going to make money. Yeah, it was put together in a in a room somewhere. I would say they had some pretty risque uh, lovemaking scenes in this movie too. I think I think I think that movie was close to an NC-17 rating as far as the lovemaking scenes. <laughs> What did you uh, think of the uh, look of Jason in this? Kind of started with a wrap around his head and then ended up with a hockey mask. Did it do anything for you? That kind of reminded me of the Mummy. I thought for a second the Mummy might have been pl- might have been playing Jason in this movie. Very similar to uh, Part Two, the very long opening sequence before really the opening credits, like the Tater Sack. Kind of like the Taters. Well, did you hear what I just said? No, what did you say? I'm, t- I'm very tired. What were you saying? <laughs> I said, did you mention the tater set? I said, much like part two, the very long opening before we even get to the opening credits. You kind of have that long opening sequence. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the opening credits kind and of And he's already to- killed five or six people by that point. Right. So that kind of reminded me of that. That set the tone. Yeah. But um, not a not a great movie, I would say. Was that was that his was that Jason's pot that they were trying to steal in the beginning of the movie? Did they explain that? That's a, uh, a question for the uh, the fan base, I guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that was Jason's weed. Don't mess with Jason's weed, people. Well, it, it was very modern, so yeah. Well, it was very very it was very modern. Yeah. yeah, I think they had every ethnicity covered in that group of friends. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? You can see it in the older ones we watched. Weed has been cool since uh, the <laughs> '80s, and it's and apparently it's still cool. And something else that's been cool for, since the '80s: the one friend that's like uh, kind of obnoxious for no reason. That, that seems to always be in style. Yeah, and you know that's always like my favorite character. You're right. Like a male guy that thinks he's better than everybody else. Yeah, that's been around a long time, apparently. Yeah, he never lives. Yeah, no. The message to us all. So, uh, looking back over the day, uh, what have we learned? What stands out to you today? Is is there anything that kind of, at the moment, kind of sticks out of something you've you've learned as the day has gone on? Yeah, don't watch too much TV. That's a good rule for all of us. This was a uh, was a uh, very difficult yeah today. I, I feel I feel, I feel like I but I do feel like I accomplished something even though we just watch TV all day. Right. I learned that when I say I like the Friday the Thirteenth series, I I found out today that the last movie of the series that I really can say I like is Part Five: The New Beginning, which came out in what nineteen eighty five. So yeah. so everything that I'm basing that I say I like the Friday Thirteenth, it, it's things that happened over thirty years ago. Yeah, you like less than half the series. I, I feel like I'm a Friday the 13th purist, I guess. So the the early days around Crystal Lake, the first couple. Well, based on based on what you're saying, I reconfirmed today that I don't really care for this series that much. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Halloween guy. Or a Leprechaun. I know you like the Leprechaun. If we're going to do a Leprechaun marathon, you're going to be doing it by yourself. What I loved about those early days and, and seeing like Freddy versus Jason with that kind of uh, a lot of like bad CGI, the, the days of, 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 of Tom Savini crafting these uh, miraculous um, special effects, it, 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 was, it was like a, a magic trick. You, you knew something was going on, but you kind of didn't know how it was done. And it was just, I, I feel like that went along with those days of the horror movies. And, and that's something that's, that's kind of gone with the more recent ones. Can we say? Yeah. And plus with those, I appreciated the work and the creativity. Yeah. You know, like you said, in that Freddy versus Jason, when he spun that guy's head around, it's yeah. Real phony looking, right. You know? And then, and then you see things with like Tom Savini and some of those early special effects teams they would spend so much time working on molds and plastic. It was like a real, it was like a real skill and like a, like a trick. It was something that to be admired. That's true. Yeah. It was a human task. Yeah. 
How much fun would it have been to have been on set of one of those early movies? Can you imagine that? Back in the early 80s, how much fun that would have been? Yeah, yeah. both of us, I think, in our own way, would have been great characters. You could have slid very easily into an obnoxious friend role. Absolutely, Shelley. Yeah. <laughs> it comes back to Shelley. All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up. And, uh, well, it's only 4.13 in the morning. I mean, what are we waiting for? That's right. But um, Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, uh, Extreme Happiness Podcast, uh, new episodes. Every Monday, iTunes, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn app. Ryan, uh, do you want to plug your, your Twitter or anything? Yeah, at uh, Rugged Ryan. I think it's Rugged Ryan Young, actually. Is it Rugged Ryan Young? You should you should know. Somebody 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 follow me. The more the more you follow me, the more I tweet. I swear. Uh, I, I'm at, at Steve Kilometers. Also, uh, for everything Stephen Ryan, the website is Ryan's going to tell you. Check out. SnowflakeSandwiches.com Three favorite movies of the day for me. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, Part 3, and Part 5. I feel like the order kind of changes. And least favorite movies of the day have got to be Jason X, the 2009 reboot, and Part 6, Jason Lives. Favorite ladies from the Friday the 13th series, three-way tie between... Uh, Dana Kimmel from Part 3, Melanie Kinnaman from Part 5, and Jensen Daggett from Part 8. They're all beautiful. They're all fabulous. And just to keep it even, favorite guy of the day has got to be Paul Kratka, who plays Rick in Part 3. Great-looking guy, and what an awful weekend. And he lost a chance with Mary Jo Conrad for that weekend. All right, wrapping up from the Friday the 13th Marathon. Stephen Miles for Ryan Young. A very tired Stephen Miles and Ryan Young. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Have a great night. Good night. Like the Extreme Happiness Podcast on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Extreme Happiness Podcast. I wish I had a belt for all of you.